developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Thursday, August 17th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. This is my last one for a few days. I'm off tomorrow and Monday. We're going camping uh, up near Rocky Mountain House. That's going to be awesome looking for Looking forward you. to The forecast isn't great, but we'll... Uh, We'll make it a good time. It's still bad. Like, what's the It's gotten a little better. Like, it's okay. it's 34 today and then 17 tomorrow and a good chance of rain. And at least some of the nights are kind of cool. But we'll we'll make the most of it. Mm. Um, so we kind of left her all out in the field today. It was a good show. A couple bit of throwback Thursday content for you. We're going to talk about the goat of robots. Yes. Mercury's going back into retrograde. You're going to want to be prepared for this. And a Canadian speech... Eccentricity? Is that even a word? Eccentricity? Eccentricity. Eccentricity. Nice. Yeah. We got it together. We got it. After your out of context clip of the show. Your toboggan hogger. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We got an email from front of the show, Ray, uh, because we were talking the other day about how locals say where they're from differently mm-hmm. than if you're from outside. Toronto being the classic example. I'm from there. Nobody says Toronto. You kind of... Squeeze past that second T. And I was talking about how it's an ass chapper for me. I think it's just specifically designed to make outsiders feel like outsiders. It probably is. I have another theory that I'll get to as well. But in this article that Ray sent us, he was talking about that nobody in Canada likes to say T's. So he was talking about how Toronto is one example of this, but he was talking about other words as well. Like, think about the word community says a lot of people will say it with a D sound instead of that T sound that it should have. Mm-hmm. Community, right? And the word better. A lot of people will say better. You don't say better. Community, better. It'd be very weird, wouldn't it? It would be super weird when you hear it that way. Party. When you say, I'm going to a party. You don't say, I'm going to a party. Like that second T just is not really there. We don't like to say our T's. Okay, yeah, but there's a difference between like dropping a letter completely and pronouncing a T as a D or an S as a Z, right? Yeah, like, but there are some like 20, like where you're dropping it completely. 20, okay. Like a lot of people will do that, or and center a, even. Like people will, you hardly even hear that as a D or a T. That's a Canadian thing? Yeah, yeah. This article was arguing that as Canadians, we like to speak where we don't really enunciate our T's like that. We tend to lose them. And nobody uh, says 20. No. Nope. How old are you? 23. Yeah. Weird. It's true. <laughs> and this comes back to my theory of why locals say things a little bit differently. It's laziness. It's because when you live in a place, you want to say it with more of a slang because you're used to saying it so much that you will kind of blaze past some of the letters within or the ways of saying it that are using your mouth a little more than you want to. Mm-hmm. So that's why you tend to say it a little bit differently, I think, because when you say it that commonly, you don't want to add those extra syllables or that extra way of moving your mouth, like adding that extra T. It's a bit of an effort, so we drop it. Interesting. Okay, I could see that. That's kind, kind of my theory about it. 
you almost kind of half mumble it. Yes. And then eventually over time, that just becomes the pronunciation of the place. That's it. And the longer you've lived in the place, the more, again, you say it, probably get used to saying it and want to switch up the way you say it because you just want to blaze past it. Like everybody knows what I'm saying here. It's wrong. We don't do that with any other T's in the names of places in Canada, though. We don't say British Columbia. No. Al- Alberta. Alberta, though. British, yeah. We it's, don't, not, it's not Alberta. No, we don't. It's Alberta. We don't enunciate it. We kind of just, yeah, blaze past it. We don't. Ottawa. 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 Edmonton. Ottawa, though, we say with D's. We do say Edmonton. with D's. Edmonton. Edmonton's one where we, th- that T sends, tends to stay. Edmonton? Edmonton. It has to. And it's, yeah. Edmonton. Edmonton. I mean, we should just take Edmonton there. Just take Edmonton out of things completely. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. This is a way back throwback Thursday item. Okay. Like we're going way back here, Sean. Yeah. Can we bring back feasts? Oh. People don't do feasts anymore. Like a medieval feast is what you're talking about. We still do big meals. We do. Weddings and holidays and that sort of Uh thing, but they're never referred to as feasts. Nope. And they're not what you think of when you think of a feast. Mm -mm. No, I think of an old wooden table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In a hall lit by sconces. Absolutely. I'm talking like a night long, like we're last all night. Or even like a like days long, like yeah. a feast like that where people come for it. Steins of grog. <laughs> Some grog. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm think, like, I'm picturing long tables. We're all sitting at long wooden tables, and we are participating in some serious gluttony. Yep. I want to eat an enormous turkey drumstick. Absolutely. And I want to hold it like a caveman. And you're, ah, well, and did you like ever? That. Do you ever get to go to medieval times? No. Oh, uh, so this isn't one around where I'm. No, totally. From. And there is in Toronto, so we went quite a bit, and is it, it was like that. It was yeah, that's what you do. They they give you these giant feasts like this, the turkey leg and everything, and you eat it with your hands. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And then you watch as they they joust. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you could go there <laughs> and experience it, it, but we should bring that here. I would love to have a feast, even like an informal one. Absolutely. I want to, we'll pick a saint and celebrate their feast day. I want a big mug of ale, yep. and I want to spill grog. Uh, grog. grog. Yep. I want to spill more than I actually get in my mouth, yes. you know, because I'm cheersing so hard, and I want to laugh uproariously. Oh, yes. <laughs> now we're getting into, like, yeah, cartoons here where they, they hold the mug, and then, yeah, you see it splash off every side, yeah. and ding, 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 ding. Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe someone's up on the tables and dancing. I'll, do that. I'll, I'll dance on a table. Can we get wenches? I, I don't see Can why we get not. Buxom wenches. Okay. Am I even allowed to say that? Am I allowed to say buxom wenches? Wenches in tight bodices and corsets. It get, sounds like a party. Get thee to a nunnery. <laughs> <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. Got a couple quick ones for you. Okay. Uh, first one comes from friend of the show Sean. She asked us to look into the etymology of the word umpteenth. Like when you say, oh, the umpteenth yeah. time or whatever. I said it on the air the other day, and I forget the context now, but yeah. she was like, where does that word come from? Mm-hmm. So I looked into it, and it actually comes from Morse code. So during World War One, the slang term for a dash in Morse code was an ump or an umpty. And the T part came kind of from generic numbers that end with T, right? Mm-hmm. Like 20 or 30 or whatever. So that term kind of became synonymous with a generic number in Morse code, umpty. Okay. And we translate it from umpty to teenth because it sounded similar and was also involving numbers. And then we use it now to this day. So I did not know that. I did not either, but kind of cool. Morse code is fascinating to me. It's one of those things where I was like, I would love to learn more about Morse code. 
Just the fact that these dashes and these these dots just communicated, it was crazy. And is it the same all over the world? Yeah. Like, is it used all over the world, or do different countries have their own versions of it, or is it pretty universal? I don't know a whole ton about it. I should probably look into that. From what I know, it's universal. That's mm-hmm. why it's so insane. Yeah, but pretty cool. Uh, another one that I thought of recently, and this kind of comes from, we were talking about horseplay recently, <laughs> and then I got thinking about another term for that, which is rough housing. Yeah, why is it, like, the rough makes sense, but why housing? Yeah, and it started very literally, a rough house in 19th century Britain was just an inn or a pub or even a private home that was just known as a rough place where brawls regularly would break out. (laughs) So you talk about a pub or a certain bar or something, and it would be like, no, don't go to that, that's a rough house. They do a lot of rough housing in there. And then it kind of transformed into fighting and then became more of, you know, in jest like it is now. But that's how it started. It was a literal place where brawls were known to break out in Britain. It was a rough house. You don't want to avoid the rough houses. Would you party at a rough house? I'd party at a rough house. I'd be afraid of getting bottled or something when I wasn't looking. Pretty badass. You know what else I was thinking, though? Why don't adults ever rough house or horseplay? Like, you never talk about adults. Oh. Engaging in a little horseplay, unless you're using it as a reference to something that's a little more. <laughs> no, know, I was going to say in out in out. But guys do. Do they? Yeah, okay. I have. Uh, I have two two buddies, especially that like when they get into their they into their call cups, it roughhousing or or they, well we, we we may not use the word roughhousing, but when they get into their cups, quite often like some sort of wrestling match will okay. break out. No, no, that happens all the time. But just the terms we tend to not use when it comes to adults. I'm like, we should. I, yeah, I guess what they're doing is roughhousing, right? so it's a bit of horseplay. A little bit of horseplay uh, going on over there. Etymology <laughs> with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. McKenna had a friend over the other day, and I forget what the context was, but I referenced someone's dumper, someone's butt, Uh-oh. and she was just appalled. She was like, oh, don't call it that. Oh. And I was, and I laughed because it gets so much worse. Yeah. So then I hit her with about half a dozen more. So I was like, <laughs> Would you prefer pooper? You have to you have to wait a certain amount of time before you start exploring more. I think because like if if you first meet somebody and start using those terms and they're not like they're not fully aware, it can be a bit alarming. The you problem know? is that you and I have done it for so long it's now. True. We don't even that I don't even think about it. It's not a. It's like no. It's a dumper. Yeah, it really right? is. Would if you like? I, a, like <laughs> would you prefer poopers or <laughs> crapper? Your crab cake? Your turd cutter? Your little rotten? Your chair slapper? Your north star? Your toilet plugger? Your thunder bin? Your insect fogger? Your turtle smuggler? Your horn blower? Your toboggan hogger? <laughs> your juice loosener? Your trouser, your trouser cactus? Your peanut butter cupboard? Your goblin screamer? <laughs> she was just standing there with her mouth fl- open like... What the hell is wrong with you? I need to leave You're this house. You're never going to see her again. And Shauna podcast. Every time we do that, there's always one that kind of cracks me up. And this time it was the toboggan hogger. Toboggan. I just came up with that one too. Like just. And I tried it out for size. It's like, I really like that hey, one. Hey, only one of you per toboggan. That's right. <laughs> Scooch over. You're trying. Make her, I can't. You're trying to rent a toboggan. Uh, this is no longer a two person toboggan, ma'am. This is one for you. Yeah. <laughs> It's a big old toboggan hogger. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You were saying that the girls who hang out at the pool by your place have Holy some serious toboggan hoggers on them, don't dear they? Dear God, do they ever. <laughs> like that's, 
They'd need two toboggans for one. Some of those little, like it's unbelievable. I'm actually starting to feel a little self-conscious when I go to the pool because I am I am far too small a dumper to be out there. Like, and I'm guessing they're probably younger, right? Yep. Yeah, it's my gym is the same way. Yep. Like it's all young girls with just the biggest poopers you've ever seen. Just super massive toboggan hoggers out there. Yeah. Yeah, like that's I the just, style at the, at the time. Yeah, that's how I'm, that's how you should judge the size and the number of ones out there too. Like how many toboggans this these gonna take wow. up? You know, like, you have to use to, toboggans like skis, basically one per side. Bananas. <laughs> yeah, it is impressive though because some some of those bums, like I I think about you know, like going on a plane, and the aisles are so <laughs> narrow, and I'm like you you can't fit widthwise like you'd have to scooch over one yeah. way or the other and you're knocking <laughs> drinks and stuff along the way like one of these big pound cakes is coming down the aisle and you're just like nah oh, man I don't know <laughs> not beside me yeah like uh, two of them across <laughs> like talk about toboggan hoggers like how many seats you ordering for those things like it's um, it's impressive. It really is. I'm very jealous because, as you know, I can't, I cannot grow my own dump. So I know, and someone's going to hear this and be upset with it. No, unless, no. But know that this is deliberate. Like this is this the is look delib- that people are going yes, for right now. Yes, and I'm envious of. Yeah, like I just can't. Like these girls are working out in the gym and they are developing these unbelievably enormous poopers. Like I said, and I, think I can't do it. I think they're like, they're feeding them separately. You know, <laughs> they sit in a big bowl of dog food at supper and no, they each have a plate and they just sit on them. Yep. <laughs> That's just it. Jeez. Yeah, one plate per cheek for sure. <laughs> Eating us out of house and home. <laughs> Can I please order the pasta? I need two, though. Take a look at this thing behind me. My toboggan hogger is real hungry tonight. Trying to put the overhead bag up in the, in the plane, and you're just like... Nope. Ah! You're hitting people in the face ah! with that thing and just Jeez, careful knocking people thing. out. I just picture the cartoons where one person smushed across his... Oh, God. Excuse me? Excuse me? Could you move that thing? <laughs> Yeah, it's wild out there right now. It is. It's yep. a jungle. Like we gotta hit peak pooper soon, don't Beautiful you think? Jungle. I don't know, man. Like, how much bigger can they get? Well, I look at the size of the fruit and stuff that's growing too. I mean, if everything just keeps going, <laughs> the, we're gonna need bigger planes, bigger toboggans for GMO sure. GMO shitters, giant <laughs> toboggers. And I'm sure our sponsor Shane Holmes is thrilled to be associated with that conversation. Shane Homes offers affordable customization, so you can make changes to their floor plans without it costing you an arm and a leg. Because typically, like custom floor plan is something that you pay a lot for. That is something that's kind of reserved for, you know, high income people, totally high net worth people. Mm-hmm. But not through Shane Homes. You can personalize your home, including moving walls, changing rooms around to a degree, I'm sure. And you can learn more about that at ShaneHomes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. It's unofficially Throwback Thursday on this radio program, and I've got one for you. Throwback Thursday to belly button rings. To belly button? Yeah, you don't see belly button rings that often Well, this is what I was wondering. Like, are they completely out of vogue, as they say? Like, not popular at all anymore? Because when I was in high school, every single one of my friends, I swear, had a belly button Mm -hmm. ring. Actually, I think boobs, my my best friend boobs. How and, is boobs now? Uh, boobs is good. Oh, boobs is really good. Uh, her and my friend Madison, my best friend, uh, they both went and got their belly buttons pierced together. And I think, I want to say they're like 10 or 11. Really? And I remember they got special, they had to get obviously special permission from their parents. And I really wanted to get it with them. But at the time I had this allergic reaction to metal. 
And ah. I had a really bad experience when I got my ears pierced. And the idea of trying to risk that again down my belly button area, I was like, oh, no, no I don't want to do you that. didn't want a gross infected belly button. I really you? didn't, no. So I, I couldn't do it with them. And I always felt very jealous of it. And I don't have that issue anymore. And yesterday I kind of looked down and I was like, maybe I should get a belly button piercing now. All the women our age who had it still have the holes from it. They do, but they yeah. don't wear them anymore. No. Which I think is kind of too bad. We've talked about this before, but I think like what you find attractive is determined by like what's popular at when you're a certain age. Yeah. Right? It's when you have your like your awakening when you're like whatever's attractive right now is what I'm going to find attractive forever, right? Yeah. Uh and I still really like the belly button ring. I do too. I think like just any kind of jewelry, you know, on skin, like there's something about jewelry that just looks nice. And I think the belly button ring looks good, but nobody has it anymore. I'm not like huge into piercings and stuff, but mm. I've always thought the belly button looks good because it's an otherwise funny looking part of the body. That's just And it. some of them are really funny looking. Excuse me. The body. Your body. Your body. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking, I was like, do they even do it anymore? Like if I went to Claire's and was like, can I get my belly button pierced? Would they look at me and be like, get out of here, old woman. <laughs> I mean, they say that anyway because I was walking through glares, let's be honest. But Can I get a belly? Can I get my navel pierced? Uh, like- <laughs> ma'am, what home are you from and can we bring you back there? All right, Grandma, let's get you back to bed. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. My boys and I were watching uh, clips of BattleBots yesterday after one of them came up on my TikTok feed. Do you remember BattleBots, Shauna? It's a show where they uh... design robots to fight to the death. I don't know if I do remember no. BattleBots. Oh. It's still on, and like, there's like an offshoot of it that's on TV right now. The concept is great. You have these engineers build robots, and then they fight to the death. If you've never seen it, you got to look up some No, clips. I'm looking it up right now. I'm like, i got to see if I remember this. Although, sometimes I wonder if, if robots ever become sentient, mm-hmm. and they have rights and stuff, is, this, is it going to be one of those things where they're like, sorry, you did what? Yeah. You pit our kind against each other in fights to the death? Huh. So... Yeah, that wouldn't be good. Cross that bridge when we get there. Yep. Um, but a bit scary. We were curious about who the best battle bot ever was, like who had the best record. And it looks like it's this one called Bite Force, who only lost like once in its career or something. Wow. It doesn't. It's not much to look at this this bot, robot, but just very it's super tough. Yeah. Interesting. But then I got thinking: if we look beyond battle bots, Sean, yeah. who's the goat of robots? Oh God. Who is the goat of robots? Like, who's the most iconic robot ever? There are so many robots out there. And we can use a very broad definition of the term robot, can't we? We sure could. And are we talking real? Are we talking fictional? Everything? Yeah. Who, what springs to mind immediately when you think of a robot? R2-D2. Over C-3PO, hey? Yeah. I mean, just, I don't know why he, yeah, both. Hmm. C- R2 is way cooler than C-3PO, I think. I just like r 2 better, yeah, that's Yeah, he's why. so cool. Yeah. C-3PO's running around like... Yeah, he's a bit of a nerd, <laughs> yeah. C-3PO. I'm always just like, you sound like an annoying grandma or something that's scolding you. Yeah, anyway, R2 is way cooler. Yeah, way for cooler. sure. That's why. Uh, so, I mean, that's yeah. obviously the top. I, Optimus Prime. Oh, that's a great one. I hadn't thought of that one. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, he is the... Best of the Transformers. I mean, geez, the Transformers, like Bumblebee, I love too. Oh my it's, God. It's funny because when I picture a robot, what I see in my head is Rosie from the Jetsons. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But I wouldn't say she's the goat. No. No, I mean, even Wally. Yeah, Wally. Wally might be one of my personal favorites. I just loved Wally. Again, quite iconic. Very iconic. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you'll count this or not, but do you count space probes? I guess. Because I mean, technically you, it's a robot, right? If you do, I would say Voyager 1 and 2. Yeah. Just because they're like the furthest 
the furthest thing we've ever made from Earth. And like the photos that they sent back of the gas giants, didn't you're think, right. They're incredible, those photos. And they're like 40 years old at this point. Yeah. And those those probes are still sending back information, which is incredible. Yeah, like I was going to um, say the Roomba. Like that's a... That, the Roomba? That was a big invention when it first ah. came out. You know what I mean? Like, And now we're still going strong with the Roomba. So that's an option as well for going that way. I mean, Alexa, if you wanted to say that that's a robot, that's something that's kind of changed lives. Yeah. And we're, we're Surrey and we're, and we're stretching Surrey the definition those. now, right? Yeah. We're getting into like software. AI and that. Yeah, more. Okay. Whereas like if you... Yeah. Like, well, let's go back to a more basic definition of robot. I think that's the best way to go about it. So, so the, the, Voyager, probes. the Voyager probes are like, they're a borderline. Yeah. But rovers... Ooh, yeah. So I would say maybe Opportunity, mm-hmm. the Mars rover. Yeah. Because that you like, can't beat a space robot, really. Yeah, like, and Opportunity was supposed to last for ninety days. That was like the mission length, right? And it did that fifty-five times over. Like it lasted for fifteen years, I think, and then mm-hmm. eventually died in a dust storm. And there's been like cartoons and movies made about yeah. Opportunity. Yeah, you so can't maybe her. Yeah, as much as I'd say, you know, Star Wars is probably the most iconic and fictional. You can't beat a non-fictional robot that's out in space and... Pretty cool. That's, yeah, I'd say. So are we in agreement I then? I think so. Fictional, it's R2-D2? Yep. In real life, it's Opportunity? I would say that, Very yeah. cool. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Dear God, Beckler, Mercury's in retrograde next week. No. Oh man, we were doing so good there. I know a friend alerted to me to the, this to me on Twitter, and oh my God, it's it's not good. For how long this time? I don't know, like a month. It's always like three. Weeks. It's always a good chunk of it's time. Always a good chunk of time. And then it seems like it goes away for I don't know, like a week, and then it comes back for another three. I'm like Mercury is basically always in retrograde. It seems. Yeah, if you look at the, the schedule, it's kind of like half the year. Honestly, <laughs> and if it's not Mercury, then it's Venus in retrograde right. or something as well. And cheese. All the planets have their retrograde periods. Yeah. Do not fret though because I did a little bit of research here and found that there are numerous Mercury in retrograde survival guides. Oh, thank heavens. Yeah. Uh, They're actually also they're called survival guides. I didn't realize this was so serious that there was a potential that you could not survive but apparently this is where we're at. So So these are things that we can do to protect ourselves, to to insulate ourselves against Mercury's influence. Yeah, yeah. Does it involve like goat's blood and stuff? No, no, but it could. What are these farmhouse witches up to? To be honest, yeah. This is from a site, though, called Spiritual Gangster. Yeah. This is what it says. Uh, First, it says, Mercury's retrograde forces us to talk too much and not allow others to speak, which leads to misunderstanding. So it suggests... That makes perfect sense. Collecting your words and pausing before you speak. It says, pausing when we speak, it gives others energy. So mm. there you go. Okay. Uh, Merc- that's, remember, that's only when only Mercury when is Mercury- in retrograde. Yes, this one as well. Only when Mercury is in retrograde technology breaks down so it says be careful because technology is going to break down when mercury is in retrograde so use this time to enjoy nature (sighs) yeah and really i mean there'd be no reason to employ it people Mm -mm. outside of when mercury is in retrograde so if you're in it you should take this to your boss and say yeah look i'm expecting to work a lot over the next little while because of, of course of mercury yeah but then when that's over, I won't be coming in because yeah. you won't need me. Also, only when Mercury is in retrograde do we miss finer details like meeting times, plane departures, that type of thing. Uh, we tend to miss these types of things only when Mercury is in retrograde, though. So double check all your plans, your travel arrangements, your meeting times. Make sure you don't uh, you know, miss something. 
Outside miss of a that, detail. though, you never miss a detail. Just wing it. The, yeah, no, no, it, we never miss details except for when Mercury is in retrograde. Right. So right. make sure again you check your details. Uh, now it does suggest a couple of crystals that help with this period for you as well. Good, because I was worried that I would just have to go this alone. Yeah, there's a there's a crystal place down the way, so I'll come and pick this up for you. Okay. Uh, Onyx and Aquamarine are two. There's a quite a few actually, but those are two that I picked up on. Okay, uh, so I'll grab those for us. Now this whole thing starts with a deep quote. As well. So when, when you go to get those crystals, could you get the biggest ones possible? And then I'm thinking we could just put them in the studio here. Yeah. Perhaps between where you and I are sitting. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that energy should radiate through the microphones. It will. I'll check with our tech guys, but I think it should pick up the energy. But our tech guy, remember right now, is not employed mm-hmm. only when Mercury goes into retrograde Fair. is when we need him. When he gets back. For technology's sake. Uh, so this is the quote that this whole thing starts with. It says, be so aligned that even Mercury in retrograde won't phase you. Now, is that not a white girl quote if you've ever heard one? If I see that plastered on somebody's ball, my God. Really, isn't that what we're all striving for in life, though? Yes, being so aligned that even Mercury's retrograde won't affect us. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A bit of Terry content for you. Oh, perfect. Uh, First one comes in front of the show, Jesse. Let me see if I can find this here. So it's a UK comedian. His name is Red Richardson. And he's uh, just his video. He's recounting this story, which I doubt is true, but he uses some really great slang in it. Here oh, we go. Good. Just got home after a four day sesh. <laughs> Wife's changed the locks. Moved a new man in. I take a swing for him. Turns out he's a white belt of karate. Curtains for me. Go outside. The mug's left his car boot open. So I scurry through it like a rat. Piss on the driver's seat and steal a half pack of frazzles from the glove box. They may have won the battle, but it looks like your boys won the war. Stay toxic, everyone. I love... Uh, you know, the, we we underestimate the number of Terries that are in Australia. This, I think this guy's British. Okay, so yeah. fair. But uh, I was also thinking, like, Terries in Australia tend to go hand in hand. This guy just oh, reminds me yeah. of you're the crocodile hunter is what that reminded me of. But oh my God. Other countries have their Terries for they sure. They sure but do. the fact that he calls it... Just got home after a four-day sesh. <laughs> the oh four-day sesh. And refers to his wife's new boyfriend as the mug. That is unbelievable. <laughs> the mug's left. <laughs> I love it. And Fazzies. Fraz- frazzles? Or I think it's a UK snack. I'd never heard of it. That's amazing. Anyway, secondly, I got this from front of the show. Devin, you wanted to bring it to our attention. There's a demolition derby in Crossfield coming up this weekend. Yes, he tes- he messaged me about he- that too. The Crossfield Elks Demo Derby? I saw it and I was like, I, I want to go. Oh, I bet it would be an it absolute great. Terry Jamboree. Yeah. In fact, do you think there's anything Terry loves more than a demolition derby? Like, let's say... Let's say you grabbed a random Terry off the street and you said, okay, I have tickets to three events this weekend, Mm -hmm. Uh, a demolition derby, an ACDC show. I was going to say an ACDC show. And an Euler game. Which which tickets do you think he's taking? I mean, that's tough. I mean, it's got to be ACDC because it's harder to come by, but the demo derby would be right up there, I think. It's cars smashing into each other. (sighs) Yeah. Terry, oh, Terry friggin' loves, loves that. Derby. And monster trucks are in town here this weekend, too. Oh, man. I really wanted to go to... I have a birthday, but I was really sad because I was going to go to monster trucks. I thought it was last weekend. I was so excited to go. 
Do the Crossfield Elks know that they scheduled their demo derby on the same I think theirs is weekend. the following weekend. They know. Oh. I think there's a bit of a, a Terry thing going on here. It's just a, it's a circuit, right? So <laughs> a, a they know tour. Ter- Terry's will travel here for the monster trucks, and then they're going to go to Crossfield, the demo derby. Oh, yeah. Because if you put them on the same night, no, Terry would have a that. tough decision to make. That would be sad. He's like, all right, if we go to the demo derby, then I probably have time to drive drunk to monster trucks. And maybe we'll catch the end of that. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I work for a radio station in Regina for our company as well. And uh, we were playing the song White Zombie, More Human Than Human. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear that song, I'm like, I'm so impressed that we get away with playing that song on the radio because... There's the sexy lady bones in it that are very prominent, and I'm always just like, I don't know why. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't, re- I can't recall it. Here, just uh, right here. Oh. So that happens throughout the entire song. Okay. Right, <laughs> like right, like that. That's pretty obvious, isn't it's it? It's very obvious. Uh, I guess it's a clip from a movie, actually, that they used that they sampled, and it was funny because I just was looking for the remastered version, and the remastered version they took it out. Oh. So I don't know if it's because they did get some pushback or they're like, it's more universal if you take out the lady bones. But then as I got thinking about it. It's kind of a tacky thing to do, too, isn't it? Yeah. But then when you think about it, as I started thinking about this more, I realized how many other songs also feature lady bones in them. And there are a lot. (laughs) Like, if you start going down the rabbit hole, I'm like, I don't even think you could list them all off. So it's a thing that a lot of bands have done. I tried to give this some thought, and I didn't come up with many. Okay. Um, and some of the ones that I did come up with, I think, are may not be exactly what you're looking for here. Okay. So, I mean, the most obvious one that I could think of was uh, in Rocket Queen by Guns N' Roses. I don't know if you... Oh, yeah. And they actually... Uh, that, so that's Axl Rose's girlfriend, and they actually recorded them in the studio... Uh, now that gr- you mentioned that. Grinding each other's corn, so I, to say. <laughs> doing the old heels to Jesus <laughs> right. right in the studio, hey? Yeah. Uh, yeah, as we're doing this, by the way, I'm like, is this appropriate? But I mean, again, it's, it's in right song. in the songs. Uh, what about this one? So that's oh, kind I of... I forgot that there were girls in the background. Mm-hmm. And very faint, but still exist in that song and still a little sexy. <laughs> Would you count... I, do you know The Great Gig in the Sky by Pink Floyd? Mm. So... And she's just like she's just singing, but oh man! I think the woman who did the the vocal part for that, Claire Tori, I th- I think I remember hearing that they told her in the studio, like just it, give her nuts, you know, like just <laughs> yeah, like I I mean, if you could get a lady to sing like that, you would. Woo wee! Huh? Getting turned all. Okay, what else up. do you have? Okay, how about Britney? Listen to all those noises that Britney. And is that just how she sounds? Or like, I feel like she might even drop those in conversation with you. I think you know? she does. Yeah, she's talking. Uh, yeah. Oh, how are you doing? Uh, uh, and you're just like, my Jesus, Britney, come down. Um, do you remember ever hearing the urban legend about the song "Love Roller Coaster" by the Ohio Players? No, there's, like no. a, there's a woman's scream in the background, and there was a rumor for years that someone was murdered during the recording, and then they just let that rumor fly because it okay, sounds yeah. better, right? Once again, yeah. Wow. Right there. It was actually just like 
one of the guys in the band, I think, made that sound. He was just really feeling it. <laughs> to be fair, that's somebody getting mur- murdered. I mean, I don't... Not what well, you were looking for. Okay? Although, hey, if, if that's what you're into. Um, I think maybe the pinnacle would be Donna Summer. Like, just listen to this. <laughs> like, just listen to that moan that kicks that off. And this whole song, just listen back to how she, she sings. Everything about this, you're like, my lord. Like my dearie There's me, but just her there, talking, like everything, just like oh no, that's so okay. That's a, that's a lot of okay, Donna. Stop. <laughs> I'm just- the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Hey hey, what did you learn today? Well, I got two. Do you want to? Should I bookend you? Yeah, bookend me. Okay, so I'll play you the first one I got here. I didn't realize this, but somebody on Reddit today posted. Uh, just like the raw audio from the gold medal game in 2010 in Vancouver between yeah. Canada and the U.S. Of course, Crosby scored the game-winning goal on a pass from Jerome McGinley. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you can hear Crosby call for the pass. You can hear him yell Iggy. I didn't know that either. Here's the clip. Listen very carefully. Right there. That's crazy. Says, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't even know you could hear you, I didn't either. such a famous moment in Canadian sports history, and I didn't know that that existed. So. That's pretty cool. cool. Um, I was just learning quick things about college sports. We got reading about how much some of those coaches make, $10 mm-hmm. million for a bunch of the top-end coaches. Like That is unbelievable for college sports. Um, do you know what the number one most popular college sport is? It's got to be football. It's basketball. Really? Which I found shocking. The second most popular college sport is cross-country running. Like in terms of spectators? Yeah, like how many how many schools participate in each oh, one and how okay. many, yeah, how many well, students, I, I guess, concede. are involved with, yeah. But I didn't realize that basketball would be number one, but I suppose, yeah. A football program is expensive. Yes. Right? And to have right. a good football program, you need, a, you need gear, you need a stadium, you need, you know, equipment for 70 guys or whatever's on the team. I didn't know but, that. Also, there's no such thing as a full-ride athletic scholarship. I thought there was. But really? I guess there's other ways to supplement it, but it's not a full ride. Uh, this is kind of cool, though. My uh, my boyfriend's nephew, he might be playing for the new Saskatoon professional baseball. The Berries? The Berries. Saskatoon the Saskatoon Berries? Berries. Uh, yeah, he got a call about that, and he right now is in college um, in the States. Mm-hmm. He's playing for a team out there, and he might actually get called back to Saskatchewan cool. and play with them, which is really neat, too. And that is who makes up those teams, right? Same with, like, the Okotoks Dogs, right? It's yep. American college players who are in the offseason. Totally. So pretty good baseball players. Yeah. Very cool. Anyway. Uh, oh, I have one more, just a quick one here. One. But I was reading today that, uh, so Dodge is phasing out the Challenger and the Charger, and they're offering what they call last call special editions. So it's like seven models of these vehicles that you can buy before they're gone forever. And one of them is the Challenger SRT Demon 170. It's got 1,025 horsepower, and it costs over 100000 bucks. It only comes with one seat. Hole. In its stock configuration, because okay. it's meant for drag racing. Oh, my God. So That's hilarious. I think you can add a seat for a dollar. You can add a passenger seat for a dollar, but like it's kind of like almost a gimmick in its, like in its factory setup. That's amazing. Only one seat, because you, you want it to go as fast as you can. 1,000 horsepower. 
Holy, that would be fun. That would be tons of fun. Yep. Wouldn't it? Point it straight, hope it goes straight. Oh, yeah. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. X After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.